Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Digi Tavern. This is your co-host, Databots. I'm here with J114, and today we're going to be discussing the PlayStation Blog's version of the top 10 games of the decade. And we'll see if it matches up to our top 10 games of the decade. But, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll see you back here in just a second. Let's roll the intro. It's February 2nd. We're a month late with this list. Let's get it going. <laughs> Barkeep, pour me a drink. Hey, Bart, spin that shit. We are back. Fredo, what's going on? How's it going, man? It's going pretty well. Look how you threw uh, the it, date it's... out there. <laughs> you know, we have to be transparent with the people. Gotta be real. We're late, but that's okay. It's 12.37 a.m. This is our first podcast of 2020. That's also true. Yeah. Is that true? I think so. Did we not do one no we did one right before the new year yeah mm -hmm. yeah you're right dope well man god it's been a while and that's okay we're we're getting back on track here we've got this new thing we're doing today we have a lot of other things that we're going to cover today as well uh always the digi chat is going to be popping let's uh let's let's kind of start off first uh how was your New Year's? Let's let's get that out of the way here, cause it was a month ago. But let's let's get into that. Oh well, uh, New Year's was pretty good for me. I just mostly stayed here in town. I didn't really go out, go out of town. Um, I think I actually like I was just on my computer. <laughs> like I, it, it was nothing too extravagant. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah. Like New Year's right, wasn't because, like yeah yeah it wasn't huge. I think me and you were just chilling, talking. I don't know. Yeah, we were on Discord. Yeah, we were right. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So, I mean, the like New Year's Eve was really nice. Yeah, I yeah. did a lot of New Year's Eve. So most of New Year's Day, I just kind of relaxed. I had the whole day just to kind of mm -hmm. you know recharge my batteries and do all that i mean i also went through a birthday here since we've last spoken uh or last oh yeah that's right happy podcast. birthday yeah thank you um i was traveling a little bit uh it's, God, been, you're old. it's been a it's been a bit of a uh, a month so it's been a busy month yeah. yeah how about you it's been a very busy month uh new year's eve i believe i worked that night and yeah we we ended up getting on discord because i was playing the witcher that night and so we were kind of talking when new year's hit so that was cool uh it reminded me of the time when i was a little younger for four years straight after skyrim came out i rang the new year's in by playing skyrim oh my god <laughs> that was one of my favorite traditions um 
this year was pretty cool i worked the next day so uh january has been a very busy busy month for me as far as work is concerned but uh that's kind of why we've been kind of slacking with the with the podcasts but i've got some good gaming in uh i've got a lot of the the stuff that we need to do for like hobbies and things like that and for the podcast so that's that's always great and uh but uh, not nearly as uh, as busy as your january as far as like going back and forth from west coast to here so mm-hmm. definitely i am getting back into the groove of things at work too like it's starting to you know do projects and all that so i do enjoy that uh i'm starting to actually form a a plan for my days instead of just you know being chaotic due to the holidays so i do enjoy that as doing well. it live yeah. yeah that's good it's always good well so before we get into the list here for the for the games of the decade now yes we are late but that's okay because 2020 is still kind of just starting and we've got plenty of time to get into the new things going forward in the year so big things that i've done so far i've gotten a switch yeah boy and i'll get into this a little later but i'm pretty happy with it i i gotta be honest about that like we hung out the first day i bought it and i was just like sitting there playing pokemon so that was that was but like i said before we get into this i saw this thing this morning i saw this um post on instagram and it's from one of these random video game Instagram things that I follow. And it says, I'm so glad I grew up doing this and not this. The game on the left is uh, Warcraft and it's Warcraft 3. The game on the right is uh, Fortnite. So they're basically comparing, you know, like playing games back when we were kids was very different from playing games for kids now. So my question to you is, which one which was the, act- this to that? So the, the one on the left was Warcraft three. No, I get that, but like, which one were they referring to? Oh, uh, playing Warcraft. Okay. Like playing, like playing RTSs, you know, like PC games like that. I just want to make it clear because it could go both ways, right? Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not playing, not playing. Uh, they're basically they're saying like they're glad they grew up playing computer PC games like RTSs and not playing games like Fortnite, which are kind of gimmicky and loot crazy and things like things that we discussed back in episode one okay. you know yeah, for sure all right so make, like the question yeah, i just trying to make it clear but yeah right sounds good so the question the question that i've kind of been thinking about all day even at work was do you agree with this sentiment like are you glad you grew up with the games that we grew up with and not the games that kids are growing up with today it's really hard to tell because kids today, they have so much more variety than we did. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they can play almost anything they want, anywhere they want. True. And, like, there's just so much to choose from, right? For us, we didn't really have the choice. Almost everyone was talking about one thing or the other, so that's kind of what everyone did, you know? Right. And it's mostly because there's just it was that's really what was there. So 
It's kind of a hard question to answer, but I am glad I, you know, I did go get into RPGs early in my life. Right. So I am glad about that part. Um, well, think of it this way. Think of it this way. All the things that we don't like about games like Fortnite and Apex and Overwatch. I like Apex. I like Overwatch. Well, I mean, like, the things that we don't like, oh, okay. I'm saying. Like, the, the parts of the games that we don't like. Like, paywalls. Like, all that stuff. Think about that. Th- those things. Remember, we've had this conversation plenty of times off off air where we talk where we talk about how games are just not expensive enough Tomorrow, like they're not the price like that they should games be. as a service was not a thing kind of right okay. so like when we were growing up what we had was what we got what we bought was what we were getting like we got what we paid for and like i remember playing games like uh, half-life doom quake things like that like the game was the game that was it mm-hmm. like you're paying for the game and that's what you get like you're playing that game there was no purchasing extra things there was no buy walls there was no skins there was no dances there was no none of that stuff the question that i'm kind of asking is would you say that that you enjoy that over what kids are doing now and then also consider this though playing an rts game because let's i grew up like for me for example i grew up playing a lot of rts games so like age of empires um civilization things like that like i grew up playing those games i felt like playing rts's kind of helped me critically think if that makes sense whereas kids are just playing fortnite are just literally spraying prey you know like Take it from that angle now. Are you happy that you played the games that we played when we were kids compared to the games that kids are playing today? Well, again, again, it kind of conf- doesn't confuse me, but then it really goes back to what was popular then versus what is now, right? Because there is still puzzle games now that just most kids aren't playing that. Well, that's what I mean, like... I mean, we had puzzle games growing up as well. Yeah, but we also had, like, you know, action games as well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to confuse you, but I get what you're saying. I do understand. I mean, I'm not I'm not confused at all. I, I, I mean, basically, when I saw this, I thought about it, for me at least. And I thought about how I spent hours playing Age of Empires, playing Doom and Quake, um, Half-Life, um... You know, playing games like that, that made me really excited because I felt like I was actually not maybe necessarily learning something, but I just wasn't sitting there mindlessly shooting something like there was purpose to what I was doing. Like Age of Empires forced you to understand what you needed as far as resources were concerned or battle tactics. Um, Half-Life had an engaging storyline that even as a kid scare the crap out of me but it was worth like getting invested into like you started appreciating at that age a story rather than just playing games that throw you in a in a, in a battle arena and just say hey go shoot each other yeah. have fun shooting each other 
like i appreciate those things because like now that i now that i'm older this kind of for me it goes to like doing this podcast playing the games that i like the games that have good stories good characters good plot points um gameplay is always going to be a thing that i care about but i mean like that's kind of going to be the last thing that i care about because if the game isn't engaging enough then i'm not going to play it you know yeah i get you i actually like uh, i have a good story with that like right now i'm actually going through like Baldur's gate right i'm mm-hmm. playing that and the ui and the controls and everything is just so clunky and like dated that um I'm not enjoying it, but, like, the story is actually pretty good, so I'm pushing through just for the story. Right. But I'm actually starting to like the the way that the game plays, which is weird. Right. I don't know how to explain it, but... And, but, but you're playing that on the Switch, too. I am playing on the Switch, so I'm playing it, like, in a new format, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Like, an old game in a new format. On a new format, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like I'm playing a new game. The controllers are still, you know, that game was just definitely des- designed to be used with a mouse. Okay, so with that idea, with that realization that you're playing that game, you're playing that game on a new console, on a handheld console, new console. You're playing an old game on a console that now has pretty much all the latest and greatest games on it. But for whatever reason, you decided to play Baldur's Gate. Does that not say anything about this? I'm glad I grew up playing this game rather than this game. Because you're playing an older game on a newer platform. When you could be playing something newer, if you will. Yeah. Like a game that's 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 brand new or up like recent. Like it says something about, to me at least, it says something about how we grew up playing the games that we grew up. Yeah, I think, because... uh, like, I know what you're going for. I think sometimes, like, we could really see where, like, developers had passion for their games back in the day. Right. Right, like, Nintendo's a good, uh, like, Nintendo is one of the only companies that's constantly releasing stuff that does not need to be updated, that has right. that Nintendo seal of approval, like, it means something. It does. Right? Now, now you get a game and it's like early access, but everyone's playing it as if it's new. If it's completed, yeah, yeah. And so, like, even. And then that I, game I still don't even know never Fortnite gets completed. Is, like, completed. Like, I still don't know. Because that game That's was super popular when it was still in early access. I mean, we've seen plenty of games like that, though. Like, look at, like, games like. Um, nah, I, I don't know for a fact, but I remember when, like like dead by daylight and daisy started coming out like those games were unfinished when they were released. yo daisy's still unfinished that's what i'm saying like they're those games are so they're not complete but they have a massive following which is a is a contributor to the gameplay of the game hands down like i'm not going to argue against that like the gameplay is worth playing a ton of people play it a ton of people stream it and a ton of people watch it congrats daisy dead by daylight whatever game i was talking about you've made it but the thing is what i'm saying is like that game's not complete it's not finished it's not at that point the developers are they gonna be like you know what are we gonna finish this game or are we just gonna kind of 
you know add on to it as as the game community grow and the game the community grows we'll kind of add a tweak here or there like is that where we're at now <laughs> it really seems like we are there um and that's very unfortunate but yeah to go back but that's why yeah, you to appreciate to things like saying, nintendo like i do like in the age that we grew up playing video games because video games were still kind of like <laughs> convinced you suck. no like they're still kind of in their infancy <laughs> right they're still kind of it was more like um it was still kind of underground so to speak it was more not everyone and their mom was a gamer at that point so <laughs> i mean it's a good thing that now that everybody and their mom is a gamer that's cool yeah yeah, yeah. that's cool but like now they're they used to know their audience now they're trying to go for every single person that's also true right so and i don't think i think that's kind of a, a bad thing that we but that you could say that about anything now yeah. I, I would say and it yeah i mean we grew up i don't know about you but i didn't really play pc games till i was in high school i started on pc games as a kid compact 98 oh wow well technically <laughs> i did play like you know that's the old games that they had if they would call them yeah I mean, like, I mean, a lot of the games that I started playing when I was a kid was basically because my mom's a computer teacher. She still is. And so she was always, like, getting the, the top-of-the-line computers through her work. And she would bring them home and so she could do work on them. So she could learn the computer, basically, learn the interface, the OS system, whatever. And when she was done with it, I would basically get on there and just kind of screw around with it and that's when i started to learn computers if you will and on top of that like she was getting games constantly now true enough a lot of the games that she got were like educational ones but they were like platformers and obviously as a kid like i'm just playing the game i'm like wow this game's amazing or they were interactive storytelling games and like uh what's that storytelling game that's like like real big for like uh borderlands uh arkham city uh telltales the walking dead yeah telltale like there were games like that like i played those games when i was a kid but obviously they were like children games or like about like uh, arthur you know like uh, from pbs but i mean like they were games that i enjoyed but they were on computer then i started getting into like diablo uh, Quake, uh, other games like that, and kind of went from there. Floppy disks. <laughs> I mean, like those were the good times, and like I would play like a ton of game. Do you remember that one game in school where you like you picked a fish, and then you like swimming down in the ocean as a fish, and you would eat other fish to like kind of keep going. Did Did you ever play that game? No, I don't remember playing that game at all. That game was, I don't know, I think that it was a, a Mac-specific game because she would always get, like, a, at one point we had, a like, a PC, like a Windows PC, and then we had a Mac in the house at one point because they were constantly giving her computers to learn. And I would play that game. That game was awesome. And then there was another game. It was, like, some kind of jungle game. And basically you were, like, a, um, like, uh... 
I don't know what you would call it, but you were like this person who was like going and walking through the jungle and your job was to basically take pictures of animals and to document the animals that you took pictures of in the Amazon rainforest. It was the coolest game ever because it was interactive. It was quick. There was like little hints of things like it sounds ridiculous, but that lets you know, like my PC gaming goes that far. And I played those games for hours. Were they fun? Probably not. <laughs> but Probably fun at the I time. Enjoyed... <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. It's like, like they were fun at the time because like they were also very educational. So like you, like you, you snap a picture of an animal. If you, if you got like its hind legs and its tail, that wasn't enough for you to learn what it was. You had to take a good picture. So you had to have like a good reflex, if you will. And then when you took a good picture, you were able to cross-reference it with a book in-game, obviously. And then you'd be like, oh, uh, this is a... I forget what the, the how to pronounce the word, but it's like a capybara. It's like a, the largest rodent mammal in the Amazon. It's basically related to a rat, but it looks like an oversized beaver that walks on four legs and lives in the Amazon jungle. So it's like you learn things while you're playing those games. And those games I really enjoyed as a kid, but I mean, like, I wonder if they still do that, that like at high schools or something, you know? I, Not, I, I don't know about high schools, do. but like elementary schools or elementary. Well, from my understanding, as my mom is again, she's still a computer teacher. Now it's more towards teaching kids how to use programs that now have testing, like standardized testing and yes. so like when i was in when i was in college like everything we took was on was online like every test was online and that's basically what they're doing now with kids they're teaching them how to take tests online and yeah it's not, not to get off the topic same. but i think that has a little bit more to do with just the way the school systems that are now they don't oh yeah really care about yeah, the definitely. students they just care about those scores yeah because you know? that that the scores lead to money yeah. and Everybody wants more money. That's, that's yeah. Sorry, kids. <laughs> yeah, for but real like, though. Like, I, I'm honestly, honestly hoping that changes, but I don't see it changing. Nah, so long as there's money involved, it's not gonna change. Yeah. But that's why I think like it's important because honestly, that's why I appreciated those games when I look back at it right now. Like the games I played, yes, they were educational, and yes, they were like simple math problems like and i remember there was this one game in particular there was a whole line of these games and they were like it's like math buster or something like that and it was just like that it was like it was a first person shooter storyteller interactive game but it was all revolving around math so it's like you had to be quick with it so it was like multiplication addition division uh, subtraction and it was all quick math so you had to be able to do those things super fast to pass the level that was those were some of the most fun game those are some of my most favorite games because like you have to be quick you know yeah like you gotta you do things fast teaches you how to you know think on your feet yeah yeah and, and you learned and you were learning math at the same time and I appreciated those games and I felt like RTS's were kind of the same thing. Like real-time strategy games taught you something, and 
I don't know if uh, I don't know if kids are getting that these days, you know, with their gaming. Like it's just like mind numbing. The closest thing point and shoot. people get right now is probably like League of Legends. Uh, that's a pretty, still a pretty huge game. I know we don't yeah. really get into it, but I mean, I like the story, but I don't. I, the, the community's trash. Yeah, but the, you hear that League of Legends? Your community's trash. That game does kind of teach you strategies and what to buy when it does. and all that, but for the most part, kids are either playing Fortnite, they're playing Call of Duty. Yeah. Um, Apex now. Just mindless shooters. Yeah, just yeah. mindless shooters. Which, but you know what? You know, we do miss them every now and then. Because remember sure. when we got back into Destiny, we're like... That's why I play Destiny. You know, like, oh man, I just miss <laughs> shooting things. But, like, it, it's not but, all that we do. But we play but we play Destiny, though, because Destiny still has a good storyline. Yeah, like, like, that's the closest thing to a, a shooter with lore. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's why we do that. Like, I, I'm not gonna play Black Ops Call of Duty Seven because it's a new Black Ops. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna do that. But nothing compares to how terrible the League of Legends community is because they're trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. League of Legends, you guys are great. No, they suck. Dude. It's all about Dota. No, they suck. It's all about Dota, they really man. Do suck. I never played Dota. I played Dota. I played one mission of Dota or one. Dude, MOBA communities are trash, regardless. But yeah, that's true. Even Heroes of the Storm, and I love Heroes of the Storm, but they're trash. They're all trash. R.I.P. It's just too toxic. Too toxic. I told you that story where like I played Heroes of the Storm when it first came to like PC. Played like five games. My last game that I played, this guy told me to cut my hands off. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow. Like, this community sucks. <laughs> and even, I, I still played like Counter-Strike. That's the closest thing to a minor shooter that I've been playing for years. Yeah, but that I would say that Counter-Strike is more fixated off of, uh, off of like reflex and map memorization. That's important for Counter-Strike because it is about reflex and knowing your layouts. And true enough, Overwatch is very much about like counters and understanding the game itself. Like you have to understand everyone's counters and being able to work together as a team. Like I love that aspect, but you know, sometimes you have a, a trash community that kind of throws that off and people are just like, dicking around just like oh i'm gonna just charge every time as a reinhardt and just get melted like like those things suck but i can see if someone was like oh well overwatch teaches you something and it kind of does but let's be for real community can be trash sometimes yeah all right well listen. a community a community can ruin a good game no i, I believe you Let's jump into the uh, PlayStation blog thing now. Yeet. Yeah, let's, boy. let's do it's it. It's got quite a bit of a list here. It does. Um, you want to do the top 10 or you want to do the whole 20? Ooh. It depends. Are we going to break down each one or are we just going to kind of go over them? Uh, uh, I'm looking at all of these. Honestly, there's a handful I haven't played. Sure. Um, 
I mean, yeah, if, there, if there's a game that we haven't played, I mean, we could just touch on it super quickly, but... Uh, Alright, let's just do from the bottom to the top, then. 20, 20 and up. Okay. Alright, so the first game on our list is Resident Evil 2. Now, I didn't play it. I didn't play that, but I did play <laughs> Resident Evil 2 back in, you know, when it first came out. Not the remake. Yeah. So... Obviously, this is referring to the remake because the first one was like a couple decades ago. So, is this the one that takes place in Spain? This is the one that takes place in Raccoon City. Oh, excuse me. Yes. So this game is really good. Like the game itself is super good. First one introduced you to the world. Uh, this one. You know, just let you go buck wild. So, yeah. Resident Evil 2, one of my favorite games of all time. I don't know why I haven't gone back to beat it now that it's been remastered, but definitely on my list to do this year at some point when I get it cheap. <laughs> um, Resident Evil games. Never played them. Was always kind of scared. So. <laughs> No, they're really good. They're, they're pretty good up until... I never actually played 4. And that's regarded as one of the best there is. But I got 1. I got Z I read Resident Evil 0. Resident Evil. Resident Evil 2. Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. Those games mm -hmm. I've played multiple times. Um, nice. I remember it came out... They came out with like the remastered versions of Resident Evil in the uh, on the GameCube and I played those but, GameCube man that that's a machine yeah but anyway next one is Batman Batman Arkham City Batman Batman <laughs> Batman Arkham City <laughs> good game what do you think of that game I think it deserves to be higher in this list to be completely honest that game is one of the best games that I've ever played. Arkham City was was groundbreaking as far as a sandbox open world game. Uh, so much so that when Spider-Man made its game, which I believe is on this list here, is because of Arkham City. Because of how successful that format was. So I, I, I think it deserves to be a much higher. Yeah, it really, Rocksteady really, like, knocked it out of the park with that one, honestly. Oh, yeah. They introduced, like, a whole new genre of gameplay, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, they captured the whole darkness very well. And that whole thing that, like, I, th I don't know, wasn't, like, uh, actually, Assassin's Creed was doing that type of play gameplay before, where you would, you know, face one opponent kind of battle it out with them while the others are kind of there and then you can you know attack multiple ones at the same time well right? not until not until um three came out like assassin's creed one and two were still very uh kind of like one-on-one -on -one. was still very one-on-one -on -one and and assassin's creed one was very unforgiving like i remember the trailer where Drade Raymond was basically saying, do not take multiple opponents on. They will kill you. You will die. Like, your job is to get in, kill the target, and get out. And that's it. Like, 
she was very I would say uh, the first and the second one were more about, you know, like you said, just taking out the target and running away. It wasn't yes. it wasn't really like a fighting game. It was just fighting yeah. elements were there. Yes. Batman Arkham City was definitely a brawler. Yeah. But I just for some reason I always kind of like had those two in, in mind whenever I would play. They're definitely cousins, yeah. if you want to put it that but way. But Arkham City really uh, just just showed everyone else how to do it, basically. Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the next one on the list here is Fortnite on number 18. Pass. Pass. Um, that, that game does not deserve to be on a top 20 list of games of the decade. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't. Not at all. Next. 17. Next? <laughs> Next? No, I, I really I don't play it, so I really have nothing to say about it. Um, Next. I mean, it does, you know, it sells a lot of money. Yeah, it, it generates it, yeah, money. It but it's, not sells a lot of money, it makes a lot of money. Yeah. Number 17, Mass Effect 2. Beautiful game. First game I've ever cried at playing. I want to say the first one for me, but I definitely did cry. It was the first game for me. I remember specifically. First game Such as a, a beautiful game. as a out of high schooler <laughs> for me that I cried. But I think I I'm pretty sure there's some other games. Oh yeah, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, that was probably the first yeah. game I cried in. Look at there. Get out of here. But anyway. <laughs> No, Mass Effect was great, and Mass Effect was one of those games where it was just like, just thinking about it, just waves of nostalgia are just kind of coming over because I played it a little late, uh, Mass Effect 2. I played it like, I think, when I was about 19 or 20 or so. Like, this is well after it had been out, and... Now, did you play it on console? I did. Okay. And I played it three, four times. And I just, it's just a beautiful story. It, it's made so well. I just, just the music is in my head right now. Yeah, definitely Mass Effect, the first ones are one of those games that I wish they would do like a, an enhanced edition, like a, a remastered I, trilogy. Because I, I want to go back know, and I play I don't even them. need that. No, I do. I want to go back and play them on PC, but. Like, I could not play that game with my keyboard and mouse. I literally well, had to use... And you can't plug in a controller. It does not work. I literally had to use this thing called uh, a Razer Naga. You know, like those... You know, Are you sure? I am 100% positive, because I tried to do it many times. Unless okay. they added something Cause... later on. But... Because I, I want to say if it's played through Steam, then it should be available. What? No, well, you still can't play Con with a controller. controller. No, you can't. I want to say that I have done that, though. I don't think so. But anyway, that doesn't really matter here. Mass Effect 2. Beautiful game. Beautiful game. Um, so I would like to see, you know, we could have had 18 be... Mass Effect 3. A lot of people don't like that just because of the ending, but the whole game was really good. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Mass Effect 3 was actually 
very good the more and more you played it and it just it, it picked up where, where two kind of left off and it kind of hit you where it needed to hit you and it was just i still think just, three was a really just, great game i don't know why a lot three of was don't. very good like there's also the point where by the time i played it because i did play it a little late maybe i get the good ending i don't know mm-hmm. three was very good um but i would still i will always defer to two over three and andromeda and over one to be completely honest such a beautiful game yeah well number 16 we have red dead redemption um i didn't play this game at all i do red dead redemption was uh it deserves it definitely deserves to be on this list uh it is it is such a good story and if you've not played the first one it's it's a very very good story and i would say it, it definitely deserves to be on this list and maybe looking at some of the games on this list it, it could be a lot higher um, but again this is playstation's list red dead redemption was a very good game because it it introduced that open world aspect like on a broad scale and it made and, it, and truthfully it's one of the fewest few games that people have made to be a cowboy spaghetti western kind of style and that's the things like if you can pull that off man like you you've got something going on there and rockstar has continued to do a really good job with uh, Red Dead Redemptions and Grand Theft Autos, as they've continued to make those titles, so so it's been very good. And, and Red Dead Redemption Two is also on this list, and I believe it's deservedly where it belongs. So, good game. And if you ever want to play that game, I, I suggest you play it, and you'd probably enjoy it. Well, I don't even know if I could play the first one, but I will give the it's second a, one a it's try. A, I think, I think that. The first one should be available on. I'm sure you could find an emulator or something like that. No, I tried. I couldn't. It, it only came out. It's like dated. On, it only came out like on the 360 and the. Uh, like if I ever get an Xbox One, maybe I can get the disc and play it. But cause I think it is. It's definitely dated, but but it's it's a good game. It was a great game for when it came out. I, that that's also facts. Number 15, new game that just came out, Death Stranding. I've not played this. I haven't either. I can't really talk about it. Um, My brother-in-law has played it, and he stands by it. He likes it. This is very, it's very one, different. This is, and like I did you know, listen to some reviews and stuff. This is one mm-hmm. of those games where you love it or you hate it. Yeah, definitely. So I don't know which side I'm at yet. So I, I Probably really won't play it. I I don't know. It I'm not gonna go out of my way to play it, but yeah. If it's ever like an option, I'll play it. Number fourteen. Near Near Automata. Automata. I really like this game. I do I have been playing it for a while. I haven't beat it. It's kind of a long game. But um it does combat really well. Uh mm-hmm. The story is also there. The way that it lets you interact. <laughs> um, 
the story's also there. No, like the story's pretty good. Like there's also a good story to, you know that goes with it. One of my favorite things about it though is the way it kind of lets you interact with the game itself. Like it 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 lets you know it's a game, but it's also like a right. simulation where it's like when I wanted to, you know me, uh, you know how I like to edit my UI. Yes. And I like to take things yeah, out and yeah, stuff. Everybody knows about your UI Whatever. at this point. Anyway. <laughs> in that game, um, you have memory, right? Like you have like a chip in your head. Uh-huh. And if you take some UIs off, like you gain more memory to add other oh. stuff into it. So if you want to have all your maps, all that stuff, it takes up a good chunk. But the more you take out, the more you can add like extra perks and stuff like you want to be able to see the enemy's health you know it's going to cost you some memory stuff like that so the way they they yeah the way they made it in there it was pretty cool so yeah that the way they did that awesome job uh i did not pass the the introduction to this game where you're flying It's it's definitely you have to use a controller with this game I, play, I played it like six times and I just I, I kept getting destroyed and I gave up and never installed it again and gave up and that's it's been my life yeah and with it, Nier Automata. you definitely need to go back now that you have a controller give it another shot you will not be disappointed I'll see what I can do about that but number 13 Call of Duty Black Ops 2 I did play Black Ops 2 um I was. I think the reason it's on here is definitely for its multiplayer. Sure. Um, the story in the first was just you know copy paste from the previous Black Ops. Honestly, it was the same fucking game. I'm not gonna lie, well, it was the same game. No, 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 no. I would say Call of Duty Black Ops, the first story, because you remember it was like it was like Vietnam, right? Okay, it was the same story as any Call of Duty since, like, Modern Warfare. Okay, that makes more sense. Whereas, you go here, you want into, you go from one room to the next, you eliminate everyone in the room, you go to the next one, you eliminate everyone in the room, and it ends with, like, a trigger, like, pull... Cliffhanger thing. You pull yeah. a trigger, and the guy's dazed and confused, and... He manages to do a perfect shot, and then the end. That's how all of the Call of Duty games, since I can remember, ended. Hang on. Hang ah. on. Are you saying that you did not like the ending of the story mode in Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3? I love the story. Like, the this actual like story. I only play Call of Duty for the single, single player stories. I, okay. I enjoy the way that... They dedicate so much time. I don't know if they do it now, but they, they they dedicate so much time to like the little details in that game. Yes, it's like yes. playing a movie. Yes, like, I. That's why I go back and play those, right? But the story and all most of that is all the same. It feels like a like a now, anime I would or say something. Now that's true. It feels like. What, what do you call those shows? Like a sitcom? Like it's got a beginning, middle, end? It's everything. Yeah, well, yeah, true. <laughs> but like, the next episode is the same thing, right? Sure. 
like the new. I get like you. The new, I would yeah, say you know what I, I, mean. I I get what you're saying. Like Modern Warfare or Call of Duty is very much wash, wrench, repeat kind of game. And yes, you are absolutely 100% correct in that aspect. But I would say that instead of having Black Ops 2 on this li- on this list because it is on here probably mostly just for the zombies and just for the multiplayer and that's it because i think black ops 2 if i'm not wrong if i'm not mistaken is the one where like they introduced like the wall climbing and the wall running no i don't think so was that three or was that two i don't know black ops 2 was huge because of the they introduced like the way that you could mod your guns and and just the multiplayer was really good that's just all i remember people talking about okay Okay, yes. So, you're right. Like, Black Ops 2 is not the wall-running crap that they brought in in Black Ops 3. Black Ops 2 was still having to do with a little bit of the uh, post-Black Ops storyline where there was, like, the Vietnam. And then Black Ops 2 was all about, like, the Cuban Missile Crisis mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So, yes, the storyline in Black Ops 2 was still worth playing. And the multiplayer was still pretty good. But I will argue that Modern Warfare, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, deserves to be on this list instead. Now, the only reason why I think it would not be on this list is because it wasn't in this decade. That, and also, I do think this was the last Call of Duty where it actually felt like a complete game, as where the single story was actual story and the multiplayer was like really good and together it was just a great game nowadays yes. the single player sucks but it's all about multiplayer right and they're trying to bring That's it back also true they're trying to bring it back with the new ones but i don't know i haven't played it so i can't really talk about it but i know after black ops 2 like i think even black ops 3 or 4 it didn't even have like a single player that was four so like you could buy the game without getting the single yeah, player so this was the one that last felt like a complete two games in one and then yeah also had the zombie mode so it was like two huge games together never cared about the zombie thing yeah. never well let's move on I to it was stupid. number 12 which is dark number Souls. 12 uh dark souls i think it's still one of the Besides Skyrim. It's a cult following. No, it's just one of the games that I've put more hours into and still can't complete. You know? <laughs> but but the game itself is a is a is a cult following. Like there are people who are just dedicated to this game through and through. Yeah, like they love this series. They love this game. They love the series. Like and, and they stand by this game until the day they die kind of like with skyrim like that like i will stand by skyrim until the day i die yeah yeah dark souls you know it it created a whole new genre so now we're really getting into games that revolutionized the decade right that a lot of people try to copy yes so also true definitely starts with dark souls oh yeah starts oh definitely and we'll get into the next one as well so number 11 persona 5 for all you anime weebs out there oh this game is stylish as 
heck, man. This game <laughs> is so cool. Like, just never played it. everything from the moment you, you press start. Because I did play it when I had a PlayStation. From the moment you hit the tile and it launches the game, it's just nothing mm -hmm. but it just oozes style and just fluidity and just oozes music. style. The freaking jazz music that plays in there, the characters, you know what? everything in the game is just so cool, dude. I don't know. There's a guy at work that he listens to the soundtrack of Persona Five while working. It's really good. Like it's 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 grown on me. Like when I first started listening to it, when he was first working there, and he was listening to this, I was like, "What is this weeb shit?" And then as I like started listening to it, and I was like, "Oh." Okay, never mind like this is this is pretty funky i like it yeah like it's the story's good the way that you just it makes you live your life but like during the day you go to school during it's like two different games honestly i played games like that before um they're usually like uh like computer internet sex games we had to go to school <laughs> Yeah, I do think Persona 5 deserves to be on here. Um, I want it like Persona 5 Royals is coming out, and if I if they ever bring that to the Switch, I'm, that's a day one buy for me. That's big talk, man. It is. I've never played these games. I I, I, it's I, I have a friend who plays those games all the time, so I don't know. It's but an old school I, RPG great. with a really good story. Yeah. Turn-based, oh, like turn-based RPG with like some Pokemon elements. It's just really cool. So it's like it's all the anime things in one game. Yes, and it all so just cool. works flawlessly I mean, together. That's good. So number ten here is Marvel's Spider-Man. I want to play this game so bad. One of the reasons I would buy a PlayStation again is just to play this game. That's yeah, all is, I can and, say about it because I haven't played it. And, I've, yeah, I've purposely... and this is one of those carbon copies from Arkham City where it's like the same kind of like exploring the city, being able to be a superhero at your pace and level while doing missions and quests and leveling up. Uh, I've heard nothing but good reviews from for this game uh, by everyone who's played it. I probably won't play it because I'm not a Spider-Man fan. Uh, but if it's anything like Arkham City, I'm sure it's extremely enjoyable. And uh, just it's like playing Batman, but with Spider-Man. And for Spider-Man Marvel fans, I don't think you can ask for a better experience. Yeah, very much looking forward to playing that someday. Number nine, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End. Did you beat this? The third game that has made me cry. But did you beat Uncharted 4? I did. Okay, so yeah, I really Fantastic think... Fantastic game. I don't know what it really introduces as far as a really good story. Because the gameplay you know, was there before. Yeah. It's kind of the same. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. The way that they push the limits of the, the console... Oh man! I mean, it, looked, it was a beautiful game. Yeah. The story. I think the reason it's here, honestly, is for the story because it didn't really introduce anything that we had not played before. Well, see, this is the thing where I like. I will say that Uncharted, the whole series, Uncharted, and maybe not just for alone, but Uncharted, the Uncharted series itself, 
going back to the first one, um, introduced this new way of playing a game, which was having the cinematic feel while playing a first-person shooter, a third-person shooter, with a heavy, intense story that was all fixated on a cinematic approach. And Uncharted 4 is the epitome of all those of all that they try to do from the beginning to the end in this one game and i think that's why this game is on this list because you can put two you can put three you could put the first one because they're all great but four was something intense because they were also you're basically think, saying, last decade for being honest because yeah, well, that's true. Three, but the, the, the gap between like, three and four was massive. Yes, I, I mean, but like four is is also like a. I don't know about you, but for me, like Nathan Drake is one of those characters that I hold very dear in my gaming heart, uh, along with like Ezio Altidore and people like that. Like, like there are just some characters that are just on that pedestal, you know, Master Chief, if you will. The guy from Gears. I, I don't play that game, so I don't know his name. Marcus. Um, but I mean, like, these characters are just so important to a lot of different people. And Uncharted 4 was his swan song, his ending, but it did everything right. It, it made the game so good, man. I mean, like, it was... If there's if there's a game that you're going to buy buy for a PS4, you have to play Uncharted 4, and it's not stupid long. It's about 25 to 30 hours. That's if you want to do all the extra it stuff, was less for getting me. all the. It was more like 15 hours, honestly. Uh, yeah, it's it's not very long game. Like, and that's um, like I'm saying, like if you were going after all the unlockables, it's about 25, 30 hours, and if you take your time, like I mean, like that's it. But you know, like these games, like Uncharted, Naughty Dog does a really good job for the person who likes to explore the game a little bit. Like, if you want to go find certain items that are kind of hidden away, you know, Nathan Drake interacts with that stuff and he, he says something and it kind of makes the game feel more alive and the characters more alive. And Uncharted 4 was actually the very first game that I completed on a PlayStation 4, believe it or not. Really good like, game. Like, that was, that was a great and game. And it, it's mostly the story that really puts you through to the end. Like, you just want to know what happens. Well, it's like you're not gonna stop that, a movie like that really interesting movie yeah. halfway through and be yeah. like, okay, I'm done with yeah. it. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, and also because of this it, because it's like it's a cinematic tale and it's it's a good one, so it, it deserves to be completed. Um, would recommend it. Mm -hmm. Number eight, Bloodborne. I like this game. Yeah, Bloodborne, uh, one of the first games I got when I had a PlayStation 4. Because um, mm -hmm. it was kind of, I don't know if it was a launch game, but it was early early on. It's a, it's a pretty big staple uh, with the PS4. I was a fan of Dark Souls at the time. Yeah, no, I still am, but you know, I was already a fan of Dark Souls. So, <laughs> um, Really, From Software made a name for themselves with this game, I think. With Bloodborne, Definitely. they everyone was like, they can't do it again. They they just gotta keep doing Dark Souls, and then they're they like, did. nope, try this out, and it's the same game but 
different, but the same, but different. <laughs> so it's so different, and and I'm not a huge Dark Souls fan, but I am a I'm a pretty big Bloodborne fan because of the whole like steampunk Victorian age uh, setting. Like that was what really got me. And also, like you can have guns. <laughs> Stupid hard. You can have guns and. I thought that was cool. For a sword and like, lore, lore is amazing. Yeah, it's got a really great like. There's some, there's some surface lore, and then there's some like deep lore that you just oh have my to god, pull it out, you know. But it's there. Oh god, like like you have to like the stars have to align to get some of that deep lore that's in this game. Yeah. But it's but, there. Uh, it's there. Yeah, they did a really good job with that. Um, Kind of go a little faster with this list here. Number seven, Horizon Zero Dawn. Did you beat this one? I love this game. I've no. I've I got like <laughs> I want to say did not beat this game. I want to say like seven hours into it. Uh, I really do like the way that they were going with it, but yeah. I don't know. There's just something that didn't. That I didn't want, like, push me through to the end. But it's this, one of those that I, was, I will give another shot. Because... I think you should go back and, and give it your attention. Because this is one of those games where... And I, I forget who made this game. The company that made this game. But they did a really good job of telling a story. And creating something completely original. Now, I know it, it's it's like Monster Hunter, but I, I mean, like when I say original, I mean, like coming up with an original character, like a completely different what protagonist mm -hmm. like you've never. I don't know. Like, I've never experienced this before with uh, what's her what's her name? Uh, Aloy, like she's completely different than Lara Croft or um bayonetta like she's just very different she's she's a woman coming into her own and she's learning how to be who she is destined to be and i don't know i enjoy this game so much because it's it's a beautiful game another beautiful game that really pushed the ps4 and its power and its ability to kind of crank out some some amazing games i remember why i didn't like this game as much because uh, it was a woman no because it, it was the whole it felt like a ubisoft game to me and that's why where like you had to unlock parts of the map and there was just objectives everywhere and oh yeah like you had to climb there's a lot to do you had to climb these yes. guys unlock the maps and then you know what to do yes. and it, it really far cry honestly far cry ruined those types of games for me because I just there was so much of the same thing, but I think that's yeah, why I get that Horizon Zero Dawn didn't really stick with me. But um, that was just me. I get that. That's just me, honestly, because The Witcher does some of the same things, but you know True. I'm able to turn off the UIs. Like I don't see all those question marks everywhere. I don't even have a map. So but I think in Horizon, I remember turning off the UI. And I just left some that were kind of believable because it was kind of like space age. 
Sure. So, um, yeah, I actually did like the way that they handled the UI in this game. The, yeah, like, this, this was actually the first game, and I told you this when I played it, this was the first game that I actually turned off the UI, mm-hmm. and it made the game experience so much better. Yeah. Because it just felt like you were in this open world and you were able to explore and do whatever you wanted and yes the whole opening a map and being able to view the the terrain or whatever was kind of a buzzkill but you know i i've played a ton of ubisoft games where i'm used to that and it kind of is my and, and we've talked about this before like that's the first thing i do is explore like unlock the places that you can fast travel basically so that i get a good feel for the map and explore the map for the game so yeah, it's... Like there's there's games that do that too and for some reason i just like breath of the wild does that you know like you go and yes. unlock the map and i would do that and then i would explore yeah but i don't know i, I don't know i'm, I'm pr- probably judging it too hard because i also didn't have like I was in a different part of my mind at that time, so I think sure. that probably has something to do with it. Oh, that is a huge... I, I, I am a huge believer that if you're not in the mindset to play a certain game, then you're not going to fully enjoy it. Or just games in general at the time, yeah. Uh, Alright, moving on to... Love that game, though. We're just going to skip number six. There's nothing to talk about. There. Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> number six! Baby Daddy himself and Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Uh, <sighs> it's not much to say about <sighs> this game. <sighs> oh, uh, probably do, do, deserves do, do, to be a little bit do, higher do, do, on the list. Do, do. Elder Scrolls Skyrim is the quintessential game that makes me. Like I could see three games that could on be the higher than already. <laughs> yeah but uh, i mean skyrim again like like oblivion the, we, there's nothing we can say more than we have already said about this game in the past of the other episodes but skyrim took the best of oblivion and added to it and made it even better now i be, honestly i feel like it, it deserves to be here because it's unfinished and it it's never been finished and it's never going to be finished and maybe it will be when the new game comes out and they explain what the hell happened but until then this game is is an incomplete game to me and to some of its diehard followers it's incomplete and it deserves to be where it's at it's a great game but it's it could have been so much better if it would have resolved the ending of the story but what it did how it influenced people giving people RPG elements, giving people a chance to play a fantasy world that they had created with Morrowind and Sky and, and Oblivion. I think one of the this game is fantastic. best things these games show is the progression of power. Oh, definitely. Because you get stronger as you progress. Uh, and that something that's something that they actually introduced into this game. Because Oblivion was locked, was region locked on levels. So you couldn't go somewhere and be like, oh, this guy's just too hard. You have to wait. But with Skyrim, it actually leveled with you as you grow, as you grew in, in uh, abilities. So that was what was cool. Also, you can go anywhere, do anywhere, do anything, everything. Hell yeah. Which was, I think it's cool, but yeah. 
There's not much to Mods made that game so much better, too. Yeah. Just more immersive from that perspective. But, number five. Red Dead Redemption 2. Uh, again, I have not played these. There's not much I could say about it. Do they deserve to I lost be count. here? I think so. Yes, definitely. Uh, I lost count what how many games made me cry, but this one definitely made me cry. This is one of the newer games that has made me cry. Because it's, it's just such a... Oh my god. Like, Red Dead Redemption 2 was super... It was unnecessarily emotional. And there's a huge twist with this game. And I'm not going to say anything more than that. Because if you ever go back and play it... I will. Which I think you yeah, should. It's, it's and I think on, you're waiting for it to come to PC. It is on PC now. Uh, I, I think at some point when you go back and you play that game... You're going to really enjoy the gameplay. Because this is like hardcore western with a great storyline and just like i can't talk about it at all with you because i know i'm gonna spoil something and i'll just say like it deserves to be where it's at if not higher it's a good game awesome number four grand theft auto 5 um yeah grand theft auto 5 is it does so much introduced online grand theft auto online which is still something people play now um oh, they're yeah. kind of the devs honestly have been ruining it but that's their own fault <laughs> by it just being greedy honestly sure they could have they've made they made a billion in what like a week it's nuts right and like they could have just been satisfied but no they kept trying to you know take money off of people but uh, that's not what we're well, getting I, to anyway well i i would say that i would maybe think like they're grand theft they autoing the people <laughs> well i would say that they it's because they don't have a concept for another game and they were just trying to make more off what they had already no but i'm saying they're still that's, doing it like yeah 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 it's it's gotten because ridiculous I, I, like you have to pay so much money for like cosmetics now everything i don't know it's yeah just, everything but regardless, the game itself, like the story mode of the game, it was amazing. Is amazing, like just the blending of like of like culture and class, if that makes any sense. Like just the loading was just, beautiful in this game. Everything, everything was awesome. Like you, you can everything. go from one side of the map to the next in a in a stylish manner and be a completely different character. Like that was cool. And in complete Grand Theft Auto fashion. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. And that's that's the best thing about that game. And it, it's the little things in Grab the Photo, like the little strip club. Yeah, that or like the you horse. can go and you can go and play golf for all day if you wanted to. Like you could sit there and play basketball, I think, and like you could do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was cool. That was true. That was a good game. Uh, moving on to number three, your favorite of your favorite game of probably all time, The Witcher Three: The Wild Hunt. Is this really good game? Should probably be number one, but uh, not in the PlayStation list. Yeah, not in the PlayStation list. <laughs> but definitely deserves to be top three, which is where it's at. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, nothing we can't say that we always yeah, talk about this game, and, and we probably will, because we're both kind of going through it at the moment. So. Yes, I'm like 50, 60 hours into it. I say so we push through and f- talk about, do a segment just on Witcher 3 again. 
Once, oh, once we definitely. beat it. So. Even when we get halfway. No, when we beat it. I'm down. Oh, I'm never going to beat it. We have to. <laughs> Damn it. You're going to make me finish games, aren't you? We, get, we have to. Man. You know, I've actually been reading the, the, like, the Witcher books, so. God, fucking Yeah, I know. Let's do number two here, God of War. Wait, is this like the first game, or is this God of War the newest one? Well, obviously it's the newest one. It's the same thing with Resident Evil. It's this decade. (laughs) Hey, I don't need your sass, okay? Calm down. Um, I played the intro to this game. I was blown away. Um, I have not played anything besides that. I've got like 25 hours into this game, and it is a very beautiful game. Another one of those games that pushes the threshold of what the PS4 can do. And uh, story-wise, oh, man, like it's it's good. I like it. I think the best thing I, I can I, say I, about this I game need to finish is it. It, it tells people you can like you can remake a game or like reintroduce a game and still have the same elements but like make it better right um that's true uh, i agree with that. and i think the last game who did that was i think resident evil 4 where that's when they introduced like the back camera and when you're shooting yeah. like you're aiming like that and you know yeah um that kind of stuck and i feel like god of war is going to go the same route uh it's definitely a, a, a PlayStation staple. Yeah. Yes, so God of War, um, really cool game, really good game. Again, I'm only 25 hours into it, so I can't really say too much about it. But Go finish it, jeez. I, I know, well, it's, it's on a console. I'm not playing console games right now. Oh, my God. Let me finish the games I'm working on. No. I've adopted your mentality, finishing single-player games. <laughs> um, But... God of War is definitely one of those games that I'm about to go back to, and uh, it, you know, it's it's Kratos being Kratos and being a badass and doing things with his apparent son, and it's a it's a good looking game, and the the lore in this game is so much richer, I would say, than the games of, of past. Yeah, that's what uh, I'm just more be- looking forward to when I do play this one. Just the way just, that they just like the Norse mythology yeah. is, is really cool. Number one, The Last of Us. Of course, PlayStation would pick a Sony title. A Sony title, right. A, a Naughty Dog title. Um, this game, really great. Uh, did you did you beat Very it? Very great. Hell yeah. Beat it twice. Uh, this one really, like... When I think of The Last of Us, I think of immersion. Like just Definitely. really, you know, the, the pit, like there's just the top, top tier immersion. Like even like the amount of arrows you have in your quiver, like reflects in the gameplay. Yep. What weapon you have holstered, just everything in there, the way you pick up a ladder. And, I don't know. Just everything about this game is designed everything. to immerse yourself in this world. And uh, that's the best thing I rem- about I re- it, honestly. I remember the E3 where they were talking about this game. And they did that scene where they're in that um, like apartment complex or the apartment building. And they're basically like 
throwing empty bottles to distract them while they move and maneuver around. But then they end up getting flanked, and then the, I forget the girl's name, but she ends up helping like kill the guys, and everyone's like lost lost their shit because no one had ever seen an AI that didn't just turn around in circles and get lost and confused. They're like, oh, you're getting attacked. Maybe I should help you. Yeah. Like, it was just one of those games that kind of, again, did what, did what um, Uncharted did, which was tell a story, tell it cinematically, but also introduce immersion, survival aspects, and like, real life for, potential. Like- there's like endless bullets everywhere like come on you know true and the last of us like almost every bullet counts you know so it's oh yeah they really and that really that's what was that was was so much fun about that game and so much um kind of put you on the edge of your seat because i don't play games like this but i knew that i had to play this game because i felt like if i didn't i might be missing out on something but i'm glad i did I look forward to the next one. I think it's gonna be a PlayStation Five exclusive. I don't know if it, I don't know about exclusive, but it's definitely gonna be a PlayStation Let's... Five title. Uh, if anything, it's gonna be like the way they did because I played The Last of Us on PS3. PS4. I never played it on the PS. I never really owned a PS3, so I played it on PS4. That's the first time I got introduced to it. The first time I went through a whole thing, and as soon as I beat it, I went into the DLC, and I beat that. Uh, I never actually played the DLC. It's pretty good. It's really short. Uh, but it tells a pretty good story, and it flushes out. I think you should before you play the new one, because it, yeah, it, it flushes out uh, Ellie as a, you know, a, a character, as a main protagonist. Yeah. So, yeah, I think you should go through back and play it. If you get the chance. Probably will. I, I, it's probably not that long, so yeah. Probably should do that soon. And But I've got time. That game got pushed back, so I'm good. And that's it. But that's the list, man. Yeah. So I, I, I think we went through a lot of these games. And, and truth be told, like a lot of these games that we have gone through are games that we've talked about once or twice in the span of this podcast's existence. Because some of these games are actually very, very good, and they're very impactful with the way we play games. Oops, with the way we play our games and the games that we prefer to play. So with that going, with this is the list for PlayStation, right? Um, real quickly. Yes, these are PlayStation. You want to go through your top three or five games personally? Let's do top three. Let's do top three. Okay. So for me, I think it's going to be The Witcher. Of course. The Witcher 3 of this decade. Uh, Divinity, Original Sin. Okay. It's going to be up there. And. Oh, so any game. Any game, yeah. Oh, okay. Let me open my Steam. (laughs) Or do you want to just do this and maybe next time we'll. No, no, no. Do any game. Do any game. Do any game. Okay. So The Witcher, Divinity, Original Sin 2. Okay. Um, it just really added on to what Divinity Original Sin 1 was and just, just fleshed it out made it so much better. Okay. And, like, my mind is, sit, is saying to do Pillars of Eternity, but I think I'm going to have to you go... You haven't beaten it? Yeah, I haven't <laughs> beaten it, so I'm probably going to have to go with, like, uh, 
Probably Mass Effect, like two and three. Okay. Because it's still this decade, right? So, yeah. I'm checking one thing here because I want to make sure that the timeline is. Oh, it's just outside the timeline. Dig it. Um. Okay, so if I had to pick, obviously Skyrim will be my number one because I am a Skyrim fanboy. Uh, I'll say Mass Effect Two, just because of how much I play that game, Freaking how much biter. it, well, how much it, how much it meant to me, honestly, and. I really want to say Dragon Age. That's not this decade. But I was going to say Inquisition. Ew. Gross. Get out. <laughs> but I haven't finished it. So I can't really say that too much with a lot of confidence. And it doesn't deserve so, it either. It deserves being a top 20 or a top 50 list. That's debatable. Uh, let's see. Kind of hit you with that curveball here, huh? You weren't ready for it. Not really, because ah man, like I'm just thinking about like this decade was, because this decade was the transition of like old console to new console, and there was just so many games in between that kind of bled in the middle. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna take one of these off this list because I feel like it is one of those games that really hit me, and that was a uh, Uncharted Four, a Thieves' End. Like it, it, it was. Uh, it was. It came out during a time where I wasn't finishing games anymore, and there was a reason why I finished Uncharted Four, and it's just because I had to see. Uh, Drakey Boy finish his series, and I even played it, the the Vita the Vita uh, title that they came out with. Mm -hmm. Like it was a big deal. Like I had to I had to see what Drakey Boy did at the end of his line, and to and to know that they ended his story off in a in a great fashion, unlike they do with some other characters, like how they bleed out characters like Ezio, Master Chief. Uh, the gears titles like give him a they ended his end, story you know yeah they gave him a proper end and they said all right you're done enjoy it and it was really nice and, and i i appreciated that so so those are my top three uh witcher should be in that top three because it's a great game but there is just there's plenty more at a quick uh, yeah there's plenty at a quick glance of my favorite games for this decade those three were definitely the ones that got my attention the most. Awesome. And plus, I played Skyrim for like seven years. <laughs> you played it this whole decade. I did. I still think about it from time it to time. It literally came out at the beginning of the decade, and you're still playing it. Did. it a decade and I'm later. still playing it. That that means a lot. You know that you know what that says. It's just I need to get a life. <laughs> uh, Next time you try and an MMO. Skyrim, just turn it off and go back to like God of War, a game you haven't beat. Nah, nah. 
There's so many things to do in Skyrim. Oh my god. <laughs> but that's our list. That's the list from PlayStation Blog of the Decade. That was a full list, 1 through 20. Uh, so, a lot of cool games of this past decade. And if we had more dedicated listeners, we'd be like, yo, drop us your favorite list or your favorite games. But we're not there yet. Maybe next decade. It's okay. Maybe next decade. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be dead for the next decade. Uh, but that's that's the list. And, and I think we had some good games. And I think we really quickly in a hour and a half kind of span, we got to talk about some of these games. Uh, and I think it was good for us to go through this just to kind of get us back into the groove of the podcast, right? Sure. Like, uh, Definitely. I mean, we got to touch on all these games all at once, so that was a good thing. Yeah, so, um, we might end the episode here, but uh, definitely going to start trying to get these going again on a weekly basis. That's one of our... I think it's one, definitely one of mine like new year's resolutions was to you know put a little bit more effort into making these come out at once a week which started off wonderfully the first <laughs> first month of the year but uh it's never too late right so. never too late well with that being said we're going to end this episode here and uh we look forward to doing another one of course as we always do so tune in next time and join fredo and i here at the digi tavern where we discuss all the cool things about video games and lore immersion and all that good stuff so you can find us at our twitter accounts he is databots with a z i am j114 or you can find us at our digi tavern main twitter site or twitter account at the digi tavern check the website keep up to date with what we're posting on spotify soundcloud icloud itunes iheart google stitcher all the things major platforms stay tuned for the next episode of the digi tavern fredo take us out it's 2 a.m be quiet is your hand boning of the first year first hand boning of the year see you guys have a good night or Bye. <laughs>